0: Welcome back to another fabulous episode of GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris-Kem, and with me today in the hot seat is Ina Koveni, and here's a bit about Ina. She is a business coach and the host of the Global Phenomenon Podcast. She helps up-and-coming online coaches monetize their tiny audience through organic lead generation strategies before they invest time and money in audience growth. Ina reached six figures in her business before ever cracking 1,000 followers on any of her platforms, and her mission is to help coaches do the same. And without further ado, welcome, Ina. Hi, Genesis. Thank you so
1: much for having me.
0: My pleasure, Ina. So let's um, dive into today's subject. We're going to really get into how do we help people discover a new way to look at engagement so that they finally stop posting and waiting for, you know, people to gravitate to their posts. But before we do that, you're going to share a fun fact about something that maybe your audience hasn't learned about you. And it would be great for my audience to know. Yeah.
1: So um, the fun fact is that the global phenomenon is my fourth podcast to date. I started podcasting back in 2012. So I'm a dinosaur in podcasting years. Uh, And it was all because I'm a very techie person. I have a computer science background. So when I found out about podcasting and I realized that I could do it for free by hosting my own podcast, not paying anybody else, I started doing it. So my first three podcasts were self-hosted and I'm finally on a legit host that gives me metrics.
0: So uh, yeah, the fourth, the global phenomenon podcast is the four, fourth of the saga. That is amazing. And now let's talk about the progression because having four different podcasts, but three of them were um, self sufficient, and then now one has really been the whole site where you're able to drive metrics and really track those KPIs, so you know how you're growing and what your audience likes, what they don't like, and so. Making six figures was not easy. So there was definitely some pain points, some struggle points until you got to those six figures. So let's unpack that because someone listening may say, wow, she made it to six figures, but they don't know the start ugly moments and how it took you time to really cultivate and own your craft before you really saw the rewards of your labor.
1: Yeah, let's start with that. Let's start by saying that when I started my business, which was four years ago, uh, that's when I quit my job and I decided to do this full time. Before that, I was doing side jobs. I was making websites. I was doing that kind of stuff. But uh, back in 2018 is when I decided to quit and do this full time. I didn't just quit and decide, I think I'm going to teach people how to monetize small audiences. Like that was like, I didn't know that that was a thing for me. Um, All I knew is that I could see other people in the coaching world and I, I looked up to them and I admired them. And I, I mean, Amy Porterfield, huge person in the coaching industry. She's the one that, that gave me the gateway into this new universe of a place where I can just do what I love and get money from just doing that. Um, so the more I started to learn about the coaching world, the more I realized that there were all these like, quote unquote, celebrities, in this field. And it's almost like we have our own little universe where you have the important people and you have people, you know, down here, like this whole caste system. Uh, And it made me want to be up there. It made me want to go up and be that person, be that person who's inspiring the masses. And that's when I switched. My last podcast was all about helping people with side hustles, right? Talking to corporate people who might want to try something new. And I switched to just saying, you know what, I'm going to admit to myself that what I really want is to be the next global phenomenon. I want to be the next big thing out there, just like Amy is, and just like Pat Flynn, and John Lee Dumas, and Selena Sue and all of these people who are like celebrities in my eyes. So that's where the global phenomenon podcast started. And at that point, I had already made six figures in my business at the time that I started the Global Phenomenon podcast. But the two years before that, uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I wanted to start a course and I created one and I sold like four copies of it, all discounted. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Somebody suggested that I should start helping people one-on-one. And I'm like, I don't want to be a coach. And they're like, Try it. This is the way you're actually going to help people by talking to them individually. And it just completely changed my perspective on what having an online business would be like. Then a couple of years later, I hit the $100,000 mark. I switched to talking about the global phenomenon, just inspiring people who really wanna make it, right? Not not just looking for like gas money and for grocery money, is these are the people who are going to be the next leaders, the next people who are on on the TED stage, inspiring others. That's who I talked to. Um, But it wasn't until like three years into my journey that I was able to turn around and be like, wow, look at all of these things that I have built. And I don't even have a thousand followers on my Instagram or a thousand subscribers to my mailing. I don't even have a thousand subscribers on my mailing list. Right. But I was able to make it to the six figures within the first couple of years. I was able to actually inspire and educate and help people with their businesses. So all of this time, I've been wanting to grow my audience to be the next global phenomenon, but it wasn't happening and I made my business work anyway. So that's where the whole idea that I pivoted just in 2021, way, just like a year ago, 12 months ago, this whole idea of, you know what, let's take a look at what it really takes to monetize a small audience. Let's really take a close eye, like a close look at that and see how I can help people make their businesses work without necessarily teaching them how to build an audience, which is a completely revolutionary thought in the coaching world.
0: So let's dive in there a little bit deeper and just unpack it, because whenever you start off in business, people go into business to make money because they don't necessarily want to go back to that quote unquote corporate America job, that nine to five, the hustle and bustle. They left that because they wanted freedom, whether it was financial freedom, whether it was freedom to really spend time with their family, travel, and do things that is rewarding that makes them feel good. But then no one told them, okay, whenever you go into this pathway, you're going to really have to hustle and bustle. You are the person that does it all. You're the IT you're the PR, public relations. You do the marketing. You do. Um, you have to pay your. You have to pay yourself, and sometimes you may not even have the funds to pay yourself. But you take the risk and you do it anyways. And if you have a spouse, and that spouse is used to you bringing home x, um, x amount of income, and you go from bringing in that that income to no income to follow your dreams, then that could also create a rift in your marriage and in your home life dynamics so let's really um unpack that and go beyond the surface level because I really want to have the listeners as well as the viewers feel inspired but also feel empowered that if Ina could do it I can do it too even if I start with what I have now.
1: You just said so many things that I relate to right uh when I quit my job I was making the same amount of money as my husband at the time. And not that he was my husband at the time, he's still my husband. But at the time, we were making the same amount of money. So the idea of quitting my job to pursue this, that I didn't know what was going to happen with it, it did mean that we were going to see our entire household income slashed in half. It did mean that. And it was not an easy decision. Um, When I was working in corporate, I had a really good job, I was on my way up the ladder, Um, I had a very promising career. And then when I got pregnant with my second son, um, and I was about to go on maternity leave. Something happened. and and this is what's gonna happen to to every single person who's listening to this, right? You think your job is is fine, everything is steady and everything is safe, and everything is secure, But then something happens. You get a new boss that doesn't like you, or you get laid off. or you're like suddenly things start to get like shake the ground from under you. And the question is, are you ready? to quit that and to do something else, or are you just going to jump into another job? So for many years, I just jumped to another job. Whenever anything happened, anything shook my core, I would find another job and I would find another job, even though I wanted to do something else. But this time, my husband and I sat down, we took a look at our finances and we said, okay, it looks like I could stay home for one year and we would be okay. So if I can make my business work for the first year, then you know, we'll see how it goes. But at the end of the year, if things are not going, then I'll just have to go back to work. And it, we looked at our finances. It was a risk, risk that we were willing to take. And when I was out there helping people like get out of their jobs, I always told them that there were two numbers that they really needed to know. And they needed to know these numbers by heart. Number, number one is if... You didn't have any more income starting today or you only had your spouse's income, right? Like if your salary went away, how much money would you need every month to actually survive? Like what is actually the amount of money that it takes for you to not lose your house For you to not lose your car, for you to keep your kids in school, for you to keep money on the table. Like, what is that number that you need to be bringing home every month? You need to know that number because it is not equal to your salary. Whatever our salary is, we will always use 100% of it. But we got to really look at our finances and say, what realistically, if I could make this amount of money, and it could be 50% of your salary every month, I, I could make, I wouldn't lose my house. I could still continue to live and survive and put food on the table. That's one number. And the other number is, if you were to quit your job right now, how many more months could you survive without a salary before you would have to go back to work and start making money? So you need those two numbers. You need to know how much money you need to be making per month to keep your lifestyle. And you need to know how many months you could live without any additional income. And that will give you a lot, enough information to be able to say, you know what, if I quit today, it looks like I'm okay for the next three months. I'm okay for the next four months. I don't have to find a job yet. Then you know what? I'm just going to quit and I'm going to take that time to actually get my business to work. I'm not recommending that anybody quit. I really feel like this is a very, very personal decision, but it cannot be made on the fly. It's something that you have to really think about, really talk to your partner because you just said this could cause a riff in the marriage. Absolutely. In our case, we were very, very lucky. I had just gotten out of maternity leave. My husband was excited for me to stay home and take care of the baby for a year. And I'm like, but you know that I'm starting my business, right? Like, you know that I'm not just going to extend maternity leave for a year you know that i'm doing my own thing and he's like yeah but you're taking care of the baby right i'm like yes honey i'm taking care of the baby but you know that i'm starting a business right so it was like that super woman i had to do all the things that first year so i really think everybody has to be really smart really really smart with it um and yeah peeling the onion yeah nobody tells you like you're not gonna make money for a while um and the the, the best advice, that I can give to anybody who's starting is to remember what is important in the business. And what's important in the business is to get clients, is to get money in. That's what's going to help your business survive. It's not the signing up for every course you see because you think it's going to be your lottery ticket. Right. It's not signing up for the YouTube course so you can blow up on YouTube or the Reels course to blow up on Reels or the TikTok course, course to blow up on TikTok. That's not what's important. What's important is figuring out how you can help people. What are people going to pay you for and start
0: doing that? That is so true. And then it, I've heard it like this if you do something that you are passionate about, without worrying about getting paid you're going to put your heart into it and eventually the money is going to come because you aren't chasing the money you're not trying to secure the bag, but you are being led with your heart and your heart is tied to your mission your mission is tied to your overarching purpose on why you were placed here on earth and you have to know who your ideal avatar is Who is that group of people that you have been led and compelled to help? How are you going to help them? Why do you want to help them? And what are they going to get from working with you? Because it should definitely be mutually beneficial. And once you get Clear clarity around that, then things start to fall in alignment, and you start to see your pathway get a little clearer and brighter every step along the way. But it starts by taking action, and you have to know how are you going to take those actions, and then how are you going to rinse, repeat, and have that overall replication so then your business can start working for itself. So, Ina. Whenever you look at your clients, who are your ideal clients and what do you give them and what has been their ask? My ideal client
1: is online coaches who have been posting every day for the past six months, every day for the past 12 months, and they still are not getting clients. They're still buying into that belief that, wait, I just need to post more. I am, this one's one that I get a lot. I'm just building my brand. It's okay that I don't have clients because I'm here, I'm I'm posting to build my brand. Uh, I'm starting a podcast to build my brand. I'm starting a YouTube channel to build. No, the clients will come. I just need to build my brand first. And that that grind of month after month after month is still not working. And they're, and they're wondering why. They're, they're doing exactly what you just said. They're following their passion and assuming, you know what? The money's going to come. Problem is that businesses don't just work on hope, right? Business don't do, businesses don't just magically start to work. I will say that choosing the passion is what is going to prevent you from quitting. And you should every day, you should be looking for reasons to not quit, so, if you're working on your passion, that's great. That's going to get you to get up in the morning and keep posting, even though it's not working. So, my ideal client is the one that has gone through all that grind, has spent so much money on coaching programs that they're, they got themselves into debt that now they see another program they want to invest in and they can't even do it. Right. So, I see you. I see so many coaches falling into that. Let me just buy this next program because that's going to save me. And then 80% of coaches, right? Going by the 80-20 rule, 80% of coaches who are out there building their brands and investing in programs, they're still not getting clients. So it's great that the other 20% is doing amazing. And those are the testimonials that we hear, right? But what about the other 80% that is still grinding and not getting anywhere? Those are my people. Even like once I realized that those are my folks, those are my people, because I, I went through the same thing. I went through the same thing of putting myself into debt and, and investing into programs that I never even opened module number two, right? And I thought that they were going to be my salvation. I've been there. So it made me rethink my entire offer. Right? I'm a business coach and you know business, like, business coaches out there, they'll charge you $5,000 to work with them, $3,000 to work with them, $10,000 to work with them. Those are the prices out there in the marketplace. And that's great. I have invested at that level from coaches. I, I, I would love to help other coaches get to that level where they can charge those, those prices. But I realized quickly that the people, that a lot of the people, a lot of coaches who were signing up for those high price packages were doing so because there were no other options in the marketplace because they needed the help. They still didn't have the money, but they had the grit, they had the passion. They wanted to put their money where their mouth is and go and invest at that level, even though it left them in debt. And I'm like, I want to help you. It made me restructure my entire offer to the point that now I'm like, I will give you my help and I will give you like all of the materials that I have so you can go step-by-step step on how to, how to engage with your audience and how to go and make your business work. But I'm going to do it on a membership basis. It's going to be a premium membership. You only pay $200 a month for as long as you're paying. You get my help, you get the community help and you get all my materials. If you're not in the membership, you don't get it. So no lifetime access, but you can actually get affordable help that doesn't dig you deeper into the hole and helps you get through that first year of grinding. So that's my ideal client. And that's why I decided to not be a part of the problem for them anymore.
0: Okay. Let's, let's stay there for a bit because I have been where you are, where I've invested with some big name coaches and I don't feel like I got a ROI return on my investment. And I felt like, quite frankly, it was a waste of my time because, You go to the seminars, you go to the trainings, you put in the work, but then yet they're still missing. They're going to give you the information, but not all the information, because of course, you know. Every great coach still wants to be at the top. They don't want other people to just come along and surpass them because then that's going to take away food off their table. And I feel like we have to change our mindset, in my opinion, and really shift the paradigm because there's enough money to go around and there's way more than enough seats for us all to pull up and have a seat at the table. And we had a question that's been going around in the clubhouse rooms that I've been in. Is collaboration the new competition? Yes or no? Some people say yes and some people say no. I don't believe that collaboration is the new competition. I believe that collaboration is a way to complement and help each other grow because we each have something unique to bring to the table. So whenever you think about what you have been through, where you are now, and the people that you help, what are the five top tips that, that you use to turn on the light switch to help them go from those dark days to the bright days to know that, hey, even though you went through that, you're no longer going to be in the hole because I'm going to be here to help you because I want you to level up and see then the success that I have. And when you win, I win. Yeah. First of all, that's the,
1: the mentality that I grew up with in corporate was a good manager will make sure that you're doing the right things. But a good leader is going to try to prop you up even beyond them, even above them. It's going to help you be the best person you can be, even if that person will eventually get your job or become your boss, right? It's just propping people up. So this is something that I I had to learn. Like I learned it very quickly in the coaching world is that abundance is everywhere. It's like there's enough for everyone, right? Like nothing would make me happier than my own clients becoming hugely successful. So I can say, oh my God, that, that's right. Like that, that's my peep, right? Like that, I, nothing would make me happier. So if I were to give you like five tips that I would give like my, my dearest coaches out there who are listening right now is number one, remember that the only way to quit, uh, the only way to fail is to quit. Like literally, and quitting is totally within your control. You can choose every day to quit or not to quit, right? So as long as you have control over that, you know that you can just keep going. There are days that are going to be tough. There are amazing weeks and amazing months that are going to make you say like, this was all worth it, but you got to get there. It's almost like tons of people, they try putting out an offer for the first time, or they try growing an audience. Oh my God, if I had quit as soon as I realized, my God, my audience is not growing. What am I supposed to do? Like if I had quit, I wouldn't be here. You never hear about stories of quitters because they quit. They're not there anymore to tell their story. So you only hear it, hear the story from people who decided not to quit and you can be that person, right? So number one is just stick it out. Number two is stop investing in things that your business doesn't need right now. I was in a conversation the other day where someone was saying, oh, I'm guilty of signing up for programs that I don't need right now just because there's a deadline and the price is going to go up. Like that's the only reason why I signed up for that. So in case I need to use it later, I'm like, can you imagine what the power of your dollar would be if you were actually using it for things that your business needs right now rather than preemptively exhausting your resources from today for something that you don't even know when it's going to happen in the future. Exactly.
0: The bait, the bait and switch is what some people call it.
1: Uh, I mean, but we do that to ourselves. We're doing this to ourselves. Like I never judge or fault another coach for their methods. I have invested in them. I'm I'm grateful that they're there. I'm grateful that they carve a path for us. But we have to start thinking as the CEO of our business, not thinking that somebody else has the answer. The answer is already inside of you. So look at your business. I'm still in tip two. Um, Look at your business and figure out what your business needs right now. Does it need clients Does it need an audience? Does it need launch strategy? Does it need a new website? What does your business need now? Like yesterday, like now, and invest in that. And when another Facebook ad, Instagram ad comes your way saying, hey, there's a new Reels program, but you have to get in now because it's going to raise their prices tomorrow. Just remember that if that coach, that program is worth what you think is worth, it will still be there later. It's not worth you spending your 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 little money, your five hundred dollars on that today if you can't even take full advantage of it. Spend those five hundred dollars doing something else that is going to get you clients right Don't worry they'll still be there when the prices go up. What are you doing trying to think of like saving yourself money, saving yourself like $250 a year from now? Is that really that high a priority for you to save yourself $250 next year? Time to start making money now. So which kind of leads me to the third tip, which is you got to be making money. Like I am sorry to to be the one to tell you this, but building your brand is not a job. Building your brand is not a company. When you're spending all your time just building your brand, what that makes you is just a marketing department. And you would never go to a bank to ask for a loan for a company and only pitch them a marketing department. You need sales. You need revenue. You need like a lot more than just marketing. So you got to start seeing your company like that. Okay. So that's number three, by the way, I hope somebody's writing them down. Cause I am not number one was not quit. Uh, I got it. <laughs> right. Like number two was, um, do not invest yourself in a hole for things that are not, you don't need yet. Um, and number three was be more than just a marketing department, right? Have sales, have revenue, focus on, focus on getting clients. Tip number four, it's time to look at engagement in a different way than you've been taught. Whenever you hear all the marketers talk about engagement, the thing that they're talking about and the thing they want they they want to ingrain in your mind is that engagement equals likes, follows, shares, comments, right? Like if I were to ask you, like, like Genesis, how is your engagement? You'd be thinking of those metrics. You'd saying, well, I get, you know, I get pretty good engagement. I get so many comments per post. I get so many listens on my podcast, right? Like those are the, the metrics. I'm going to encourage everybody who's listening right now to think of engagement differently. Because if I only define engagement by what, how people are interacting with my content, that leaves me in a very weak position, I'm not in a position of control over that. I can't go to someone and force their hand to like or comment. Sure, I am responsible for making things enticing, but if people can't even see my posts, then that's I'm just basically not taking the driver's seat when it comes to engagement if I keep defining it that way. And that's what you end up with so many people. And I hear this all the time telling me, but Ina, nobody's engaging with my post. And that puts the responsibility over somebody else. It's like, nobody's engaging with my post. What am I supposed to do? People are, and you start to like resent the audience. It's like, oh, they don't know a good thing when they see it, right? Like, why are they not engaging? Like, no, it's not their fault. It's time to rethink engagement from now on. Engagement is not how many comments you got, how many shares you got. From now on, engagement is how many conversations you have initiated in the past week. Are you going to other people's posts, other people's stories, other people's reels and engaging with them? That is how you're going to start measuring engagement from now on. If I ask you, how, how did your engagement go this week? You're not going to tell me how many comments you like. You're going to tell me how many comments you left. How many conversations you started? How many DMs you started? So that's tip number four. Tip number five, have fun with it. Don't go and copy what other people are doing. Other people are like following their own passion right that's why their content is so awesome because it comes from the heart so what comes from your heart I've seen Instagram accounts that they love kind of like the Halloween theme like every post like they give marketing advice but you see that they have like skulls and they have like like a machete you know like into like something like somebody screaming like they go they love the whole Halloween theme and like and they're good and I actually read them and I listen to it and it makes it a little bit fun but that person who created those posts wouldn't have done that if they were just trying to mimic what everybody else was doing they got creative not just for the sake of being creative because because they followed what they like right? And I'm like, this happened, this, this was my story with finally like having fun with my brand. Um, I worked Mm -hmm. with a branding strategist two years ago, three years ago. She's great. She's amazing. She, she does what she does. She creates legacy brands. And she told me that, Ina, your colors are a little bit soft and you are such a firecracker that your colors should be really bright, right? So I told her like, oh my God, you want me to use red? Because that's like the first thing that came to mind. She's like, yes, actually, I want you to use red and yellow and like fire colors. And we created this whole brand. And for an entire year, maybe like a year, a year and a half, all I posted about was like in red, in yellow, all those fire colors. Then when I started the global phenomenon and I started to rethink the brand, I decided I'm not going to work with anyone. I'm just going to listen to myself and really think, sink into what I love. And you know what, guys? I am sorry, but I love pink. Pink is awesome. Pink is my color. Pink is what I love. Pink is what I like to see everywhere. And I'm going to start using pink. And when I started doing that, my feed, it just started to like inspire me even more. Like, oh my God, I love looking at my feet. It looks so beautiful. And I look back to the red and I'm like, it served me for a while, but now I feel so much more authentically aligned with the things that I'm putting out there. So just have fun with it and really think about what is your personality and how you can infuse it into everything.
0: So those are Five tips right there for you, Genesis. Those are amazing tips. And that's definitely going to help the listeners as well as the viewers. And Ina, as we begin to wind down, what is your call to action for all of the amazing gems that you have left us today? Um, I would like to help you out a little bit
1: with this, staying on the driver's seat of engagement. So I sat down and I thought really hard About 100 ways to post in like to post on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you post in a way that is going to be conducive to a conversation in a way that is going to keep me in the driver's seat, in the proactive seat of engagement. And I put it together as a guide. It's 100 engagement post ideas, all right? And it is divided into like, this is what you can do with stories. This is what you can do with reels. This is what you can do with posts. This is what you can do with this. Uh, So I want everybody to walk away getting it. It's a completely free guide, but it's going to get you started getting that engagement and putting you in that driver's seat. And you can go and get it at 100 Postideas.com. And that's the number one zero zero, postideas.com. I would love for you to go and get that.
0: And Ina, how can the listeners and viewers connect with you? Not your VA, but Ina Coveney. What's your website information and where do you hang out on social media?
1: Thank you for asking. And yeah, people can connect with me directly on Instagram. My VA does not manage my Instagram account. Uh, I am me in my DMs. If you get a DM from me, that is me. You're not talking to anybody else. It is only me. Uh, I'm the only one with my Instagram login. Okay. And uh, you can get me at your engagement coach. So I hope to see you there. And by the way, if you're hearing me right now, send me a DM, your engagement coach, and say that you heard about me here so that I can say hi and thank you to
0: Genesis. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Ina Coveney here on the podcast. Make sure you connect with her and go get 100 post ideas. Oh my gosh, and it's free. So you can't miss out. All of her contact information and the giveaway will be in the show notes. So just scroll down and read, read, read and hit those connection buttons. And until we chat next time, Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Remember, you were created on purpose, for a purpose, for such a time as this. Level up, take a leap of faith, and get out of your own way and step outside of your comfort zone. Because the world needs you to shine bright, shine bright like a diamond signing out. Love you lots and subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. could be here on GEMS Podcast.